this is Subjective Comedy Podcast with Corey Miller and Brad Scott because what do two guys with a failed podcast need? Another podcast no one will listen to. Maybe if my dad put this much time into his act, Bob and Tom would have had him on. Anyways, here's Subjective Comedy Podcast. Comedy podcast. Our leading music today is uh, it's a little bit of a sad note. Uh, if you follow me on social media, you saw that unfortunately, this past Friday, a childhood friend of mine, close friend over the years, I officiated his wedding. Jason Mann passed away battle with cancer tumors all types of you know i don't know the the exact cancer or whatever but he, he had a battle with cancer and tumors and fortunately lost that friday leaves behind four kids 72 hours before father's day i hate that expression actually leaves behind like he's like he chose it he was like 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 god was like all right jason what do we do he's like oh fuck them kids <laughs> you know I, let's just get out of here so he's passed on unfortunately uh jason and i were very very close we lived down the street from each other as kids we used to play wwf royal rumble in my backyard which consisted of us clotheslining each other within the four clothes hanger you know poles mm-hmm. so tough loss uh his wife jennifer is one of my best friends ever in life we've been you know pretty much best friends for over 20 years and uh i actually we first met in middle or uh, elementary school uh, when I witnessed her assaulting a special needs student and promptly turned her in. Way to introduce somebody to you. Oh, my God. Okay. Apparently, apparently she didn't do it. <laughs> to this day, she claims like it's a fight we have. And uh, she, I said she hit him with a recorder. This kid, Steven. <laughs> and she had to work for a week. In the special needs classroom, because of it. Yeah. Ah, uh, let's get this out of the way. Thank you so much, Corey, for all the help you gave me. I'm like, let's make it light. Let's do. We could do a tribute to my friend, but let's make it light so we don't open up on death, you know. And uh, I'm trying to throw in some jokes there, and you're just. That's a terrible way to <laughs> meet someone for the first time. Uh, it's awful. It makes you really think that life is fleeting, and take 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 hold of those you love right now before it's too late. All right, how about this, man? Subject- that's crazy. Subjective comedy podcast cares. We are the subjective. You comedy literally podcast. left me just out here, like, and I'm and I'm like I'm kind of like trying to pause and navigate, but now it probably sounds like I'm like holding back tears or something <laughs> because you're just like eh, he'll be fine, and then you jump in there at the end. What was that la- last little joke you gave me? On that last thing? Uh, I just said we are subject to comedy since you didn't introduce us yet. Nah, before that. Anyways, I think I did, actually. No, you didn't. That voice you hear over there, that is Brad Scott. I am Corey Miller. Welcome to the Subjective Comedy There's Podcast. The reason they call me the king of bong style. Yes, there is a reason. We're not talking beer bong. No. You might want to turn you know, the I'm mic towards you and uh, yeah, since yeah. you don't even have your headphones on. Uh, I can't hear you. Well, no, you can't, but. Let me hear myself? Yeah. I don't want to listen to that. Uh, I don't really either. Uh, yeah, I almost like the nickname Smoker of Bulls more than the King of Bo- The King of Bong style stuck way quicker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Ras- it's from, by the way, if you don't know <laughs> what the hell we're talking about, because this may be, maybe somehow this is the only podcast involving Corey and I you've listened to, we did do another show called WrestleMania. Well, the, the, re- the early incarnation of WrestleMania was me and a guy named Brent Tuhune, who you may or may not start meeting on this show. Little, little something for the for the Brad Omatic, Brad no, Scott Podomatic Cinematic Universe. Our old friend Mr. Turkey may become a regular feature on this show. Maybe, but go ahead and tease Cor- it in case it doesn't well, happen. No, it, 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 of course, like unless I have my way. Yeah, 
I, I finally got his chair. He's not getting it back. <laughs> but we had we came up with like wrestling names for each other. Like that was I think that was like the only rules you couldn't give it to yourself. Uh, it had to be either like a per, like a nickname you've actually had, or want somebody else has on the show has to give it to you because mm-hmm. you can't nickname yourself. That's douche. Yeah. And, and, and with the exception That's automatic of nickname, if you try to nickname yourself, like if you're like, no, nah, call me uh, call me Shark Teeth. It's like, nah, I'm douche. <laughs> Let me write it down for you. S H A R K. Yeah, douche. Um, Except for me, I had a nickname, and you chose not to use that. And you want to go with your own? What one? Gonzo. How did you get that nickname? That was given to me by a fr- well, you know Stevie. Yeah. His mom gave it to me one day. Uh, just out because of the blue. Because you, you were... Because she said... Because you look like a really old alien creature that didn't belong with the rest of the Muppets she was watching. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Mrs. Stevie can... Uh, I'd like to have my juice now. My blood sugar's low. I need to get to bed. It's almost... Oh, Christ, it's almost three. Yeah, so that was from high school. So well, I've had it since then. Yeah, and now you're the hedgehog. Yeah, so... Officially. Like, man, dude, you have to regret not going at least one more day. God, that's going to I don't you. think it would have mattered. I tell you what. I tell you what. One time only, I'm going to give you a renewal. Uh-oh. Like a license. Yeah. So you have to wait a year. Oh, God. So we'll say, we'll say, you know, we'll give you a benefit of the doubt. We'll say in a show in May on WrestleMania next May, we will do a new Corey Miller nickname showdown mm-hmm. but hedgehog is gonna be like the number one contender and it probably will get a buy so we'll come up with four new possible nicknames like we'll let you pick one that you know you can put gonzo in there okay that could be like your contribution it was given to you i want this one we'll have the rascals come up with a couple other ones that winner will then go against hedgehog you know what i mean like okay. the king of the duck it's like the legend right and uh, we'll see if the hedgehog can prevail. And if the hedgehog prevails, then <laughs> double jeopardy, you're the hedgehog. All right. I guess so. Um, where are we starting with all this? Well, you wanted to talk about. Um, no, no, no. I meant like this actual conversation. Oh, where did it start? Where did we go to, to get to your nickname? Oh, yeah. So I actually prefer Smoker of Bulls <laughs> because it's more of a weed nickname. Like I think some people might hear King of Bong style and think beer, right? That depends on what group you're talking to. That's true. Like, bros go, oh, I must like Natty Ice. Bro, hit this ball. God damn it. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear my No, joke? but I did it. I did. Of course you didn't hear it. You were, because you were too busy, because it was under your foot. My joke was, oh, keep bugs down. Bro, he must love Natty Ice. Yeah. And where were you coming at? I was, I was going no, for no, the no, bro. No, no, repeat what you just said. Bro, come hit this bong. That was your beer impression? Yeah. That sounded like a, like a pothead. I know. So I don't know. Decided, what, how my it? good joke, which was, I nailed it, which was, if you're going to go beer bong, first group of guys you're going to think, or first group of people you're going to think about is the frat boys. Yeah. So I went bros. Yeah. Bro. But, but it was almost California accent-y. So, okay. Still fits. Yeah, uh, maybe. Still fits more than, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, totally come hit this bong, man. It's got MGD. <laughs> but no, bro, you must love Natty Ice. That was the joke. And man, that was a good one. It would have been probably the only funny thing we did on this damn show all day. And Corey was like, if you imagine like the, the view of the ant or when someone gets shrunk in a show and you just see the shoe coming. That was my joke. Just seeing the shoe coming on top and squishing it out with, dude, come hit this bong. <laughs> So, I, but still, there could be confusion. Yes. Smoker of bowls is evident. I mean, because I don't even think you do meth out of a bowl or crack out of a bowl, right? I don't That's know. Strictly I've pipe. never done either one. I had one friend that I was shocked had tried crack. Really? Yeah. Like, it, I should have made... Oh, no, it was weird because, like, I, it, it just was unexpected. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how we got on that subject one day, but it was just like, oh, I've tried crack. I was like, what? <laughs> Dabbled. Yeah. Dabbledon Rock? Yeah, it's never been a thing I wanted to do. All right, now let's move on. But I am the king of bong style. Smoker Bulls has become kind of this this rare uh, secret identity that comes out almost as uh, like the, you know, American Badass Undertaker. Mm-hmm. So anyways, 
That song you heard at the beginning, my friend passed away. His widow, Jennifer, my best friend, has four, they have four kids. He had four kids. She has four kids. I did a, uh, a whatchamacallit, a uh, GoFundMe. Because I'm like, you know, that's my best, one of my, one of my best friends ever in life. Like, and I know, like, we've gotten to a point now where you have more than one best friend, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know if that's an age. Is that an age thing? Or is it a, like a thing that's progressed through society where, like, like in the 90s, did every, like, adult just have that one best friend? And people would be like, what? What do you mean? I thought I would. Now. I don't know. I probably, probably call about eight people my best friend. Do I don't know, but... Except, like, do okay. adults typically do that though? I don't think I've ever heard an adult oh, yeah. say. I know I've done it, but I'm saying I like, say Terhune, Dave Landau, Josh Springer, Vic, Harper, uh, Sparrow, Keith, Kevin, Chris, Richie, who was just here. Uh, like I say, those guys are my best friend. Um. I'm still here. Uh, by the way, that's that's our new recurring joke. When Corey uh, fucks up, we give it silence, and then I do the because he we did this earlier on the phone. He was dropping joke. Oh, you guys should have heard him. He was he was Man. a regular he was a regular Louis C.K. and I, by that I mean he jerked off in front of me. Nah, zing. No, he was uh, dropping jokes right and left. I was I was on a roll, and all of them were as good as you expected. So I would greet each of them with silence. And then just go, oh, no, I'm still here. <laughs> I know you would think that the call dropped because of the dead silence, but that yeah. was just a reaction to that horrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's going to be a new thing on this show as well. Um, but with that GoFundMe, we here at the Subjective Comedy Podcast, and by that I mean Corey and I. Mm-hmm. Didn't we used to do that a lot on the showdown, that joke? No. We here at the showdown. Uh, we Where it's like have. it's like podcasts love doing that, and it's like it's like it, I'm no, it's never like the big podcasts that use that little like uh, expression. I don't know if I've ever noticed it, but you might be right. Oh yeah, go look at like a lot of uh, a lot of like podcasts where they're like you know we hear at the blah 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 blah, and you imagine in your mind that this is like some big complex machine where it's just people like you imagine cubicles of people just coming up with content a guy you know grabbing the sides of his hair just like oh i've got to come up with a new sketch and then like you know the hosts walking in from makeup from their dressing rooms and going and sitting and then you go look and it's like oh you got 78 followers huh mm-hmm. you here at the show oh you mean you yeah you mean just the two so of you? I could have sworn we used to do that with the we showdown. Could, we may have. And just because we've been, you know, we're, every show we do is very self-deprecating. So if you hear that. Well, hell, that's three years of shows. We may have done it if at you do, the, If you hear that, though, we hear it the blah, blah, blah. That's tongue-in-cheek. So we hear at the Subjective Comedy Podcast. Sincerely do want to say, holy cow. Wow. I was, I was shocked. So I set the amount at $2,000, right? Yep. I thought, okay, I, if I put... 5,000 people are going to be like, fuck you. <laughs> I thought 2,000 was fine if 20 people gave, you know, f- you know, 50 to $150 each, you should hit the goal. Mm-hmm. 50 people give $20 or so each, you should hit the goal. And ultimately, there is no technical goal. Right. You can take out whatever you want, yeah. whenever you want. Yeah. So, But uh, 2,000, I thought what that'll do is, I know it's not going to do anything funeral, medical bill-wise, really. It's not going to make a big dent. Mm-hmm. What it can do, though, is allow them to go on a vacation for a few days. Mm-hmm. Get away. You know, losing a, a father, Father's Day weekend. This get, Or just, I told Jennifer, blow it. By that, I mean lots of cocaine. Uh, I was going to say, what? Well, oh, kids, kids. Here we go. Mommy, we're going to ski. <laughs> Grab the pole. By that, I mean the roll-up $1 bills. Anyways, uh... I was like, you know, just blow the money. Get them a game system that they don't need. Get a virtual reality, whatever. Like, you know, wow, I, I sounded as old as you there. Yep. Get them one of those, you know, those gamer systems. Uh, get them the virtual reality goggles, the virtual reality device. Yeah. But anyways, I just told her to blow the money on them, to have some happiness. And I thought that was a good amount that they could. Mm-hmm. I mean, four kids, that's 500 each if she just wants to blow it on them. Now, if she's smart, and I know Jennifer, she is. That's more like, oh, kids, $200, whatever you want to get, and 1200 for uh for me. But 
Did it already close, or is it still open? It is still there. You can go to Subjective Comedy, go to Twitter, go to Facebook, go to Brad Scott Comedy, go to The Showdown, go to WrestleMania. We've all taken turns, you know, uh, fucking this thing into people's timelines and sharing and stuff, which really helps. It really does. You don't think so. And I think, I, and occasionally I will do it. But I always try, if somebody says, like, you know, donation, any donations welcome, sharing, blah, 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 I always will share because I'm like, it doesn't cost me anything. Right. And at least it's me trying to do something to help. Mm-hmm. So, and that's been a big part of it. And there's a couple people I want to give some really big thank yous to. Okay. First, we talk about him on this show, Dave Landau. Mm-hmm. One of the best people in life, one of the best comedians in the world. He was kind enough to tweet out that link and, you know, through like my tweet. Yeah. To retweet it. And man, it's a whole new game when you have the kind of social media reach he's gotten now. Right. Because I'm used to like, I'll tweet something and I'll get a notification and be like, uh oh. And I'll Facebook, uh oh, Instagram, oh, Twitter. Like <laughs> exactly eight likes, and I'm like, that's a good one. Yeah, solid tweet. I mean, I usually average six because that's how many ghost accounts I have. Yeah, but uh, or not, they're not all ghost accounts. No, There's a lot of podcast accounts, podcast Ginger accounts. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, yeah, why wouldn't they support my shit? Yeah, but anyways, he tweets that out, and I'm in it, right? I'm retweeted in it, so I'm getting notifications, right? And then people are actually going to my tweet. And retweeting it. And it was just like, hey, oh, oh, hey. I felt like I wasn't prepared. And people were just like dumping tweet yeah. likes and retweets on me. I was like, oh, fuck, what, what is going on here? Who are you people? Uh, I'm scared. Did the battery on your phone drain? Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, it already does that anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just gone. Uh, and then, like, that, dude, it went from like probably, I think, it, it did really well real quick with, like, people we grew up with in Franklin and stuff like that. People I know. Got, like, $800 with a couple hours. Mm, good. After Dave Landau tweeted that, it got to thirteen or 1400 within an hour. That's awesome. So six, six $700 within an hour. Yeah. And then... One of I think one of the people that you would look at is like, well, you wouldn't say he had a all-time great career, but to me, he's someone who I consider to be all-time great funny because every time I've ever seen him in anything, doesn't matter what it is, it may not be an iconic role, but anytime I've seen him in anything, he makes me laugh and he's funny. Brad Garrett. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, I think, is the voice, right? That yeah. voice is Jason really. Everybody loves Raymond. How about that? Okay, so hold on. Okay, yeah. We're going to keep that in mind. Not, and I'm not even going to berate you. So Was it even close? Brad Garrett, the if, no. you, if you don't remember, he, Google him now. He's the brother on Everybody Loves Raymond, the big guy. He was a fish now in Finding Nemo. Now owns one of the, pro, I'd say probably one of the most critically, like comics give it probably one of the highest grades for clubs in the country. And I'd say like audiences as well. It's one of those like. Critic and audience, Rotten Tomatoes, you know, both are 90% certified fresh comedy clubs. Okay. Called Brad Garrett's Comedy Club in Las Vegas. It is a mecca now, and it is honestly becoming a, a like, rite of passage and a honor to work there because of how well they treat you and how well the sh- how great the shows are. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if any, you know, because Brad Garrett's a comic, man, dude. That dude, you don't realize it because everybody just knows him from Raymond, but before Raymond, he was traveling the road like, a, like I do. Yeah. Only doing much better. And... Much funnier. He retweeted the 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 uh, GoFundMe. Right. We hit our goal a couple hours later. Nice. I'm gonna. S- <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Don't shake your head at me. You don't even know what I, you know what I'm gonna say, but you don't. This cannot be confirmed. And honestly, okay, honestly, I'm sorry. If I say this and he gets that mad about it, like, well, I'm sorry, buddy. Don't be so, don't be such a good person. Here's what happened. We keep it honest, Corey. Yes, but you don't know, you don't have confirmation. I don't care. All right. This is something that if all I, right. this is something this that. Is, I'm just warning on. you. I'm just. Because first of all, you're really overselling it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, like, people are expecting me to be like, 
Brad Garrett has four penises. <laughs> no. If Brad Garrett gets mad at me for revealing this, I'll take the anger. Okay? Okay. Because I'm going to go, look, man, my intentions were pure. Shortly after Brad Garrett retweeted, because I want to tell a story, Corey. Okay. If, if you act like I I'm don't just have looking out tact. for you. I'm just looking out for when you. When have I ever gotten myself into hot water on a podcast? <laughs> Let me count the ways. I like to do it on Instagram, sir. <laughs> so, uh, shortly after he retweets, I get a notification that the campaign has received a $500 donation from... Well, first of all, $500 donation, that's 25% of the whole entire goal. Mm -hmm. And it's from a B is the first initial. Grateful is the last name. Right? Yeah, it's an interesting name. I didn't think of much of it. Like, my immediate thought was, oh, I wonder if that was Brad Garrett because he, you know, kind of just tweeted this out. But then I thought, well, no, nah, like, he's nice enough to tweet that out. There's no way he's also going <laughs> to throw it 500. Like, I know 500 is probably nothing to that guy, but 500 is still 500. Right. To, for someone you've never met. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, there's probably no way. It's, co it's a weird coincidence. Right. So I'm, when the campaign, they like said, we, we hit our goal a couple hours later. I started doing those thank you notes. And basically everyone that donated... You know, I think there's only one donation that was under $20. And for that person, I, uh, they said, you know, did it for Team Landau. Love that guy. You know, happy to help. I gave him a very cool Dave Landau story that not many people know. Because Dave won't brag about himself and the good deeds he does. So I gave him a good da a Dave Landau story. I think you guys have already heard it. It's about when my mom had the foot thing and I was in Florida and he paid for my plane ticket instead right. of making me take a bus. And by the way, that's that's how you knew I was telling the truth when I said not many people had heard that story. <laughs> so, uh, so I I get to that one, and I'm kind of like, I can't offer like what if it is Brad Garrett? I can't offer him a Brad Scott comedy T-shirt for a five, you know, or if it's not. Brad Garrett. You could give him <laughs> enough for his whole family. Well, no. If it's not Brad Garrett, I can't offer whoever donated $500 a Brad Scott comedy t-shirt because that's insulting their, their, you know, their, uh, their generosity. So here's, I was like, okay, you know what? It's probably not him. Like, you know, that's, like, it, this is just one of those weird coincidences. He's not going to donate. So I decided, you know what I'm going to do for this person since they, Helped out so much. I honestly, I thought it might have been a diehard Landau fan or somebody I grew up with from Franklin. That's where I got thought, like, because I kept thinking, like, who would have, you know, who would who would maybe use a name similar like that that I'm not thinking of from high school. And so I decided, whoever it is, I wrote him back, and I was sincere and 100% genuine, and I still will if, they, if, if it turns out to be someone random and they hit me up. I said, uh, I can't uh, tell you how much I appreciate the generosity. It's incredible, blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much. You're the big reason we hit the goal. Again, we, <laughs> here in the, here in the, uh, the factory. Um, I said, what I'd like, you know, I said, I, I wish I could offer you something that would, you know, represent the value of what you've done to help. But I'm a single father with not much help and a stand-up comic. So <laughs> yeah. all I really have is... Uh, this and I put gift in quotes. <laughs> so I said, I am a professional stand-up comedian, though I, you know, I work all the, the the major nice clubs in the Midwest, and and I work, you know, the, a lot of the East Coast and South, and I've worked the Bahamas and you know the Atlantis and the Bahamas. The Atlantis and the Bahamas, as shitty as those shows are, that might be the greatest credit, like fraud, yeah. fool's credit, because mm -hmm. you hear, oh, the Atlantis and the Bahamas, that's a resort and that's a it's international. And then you get there, and it is trash. I mean, they're, it's the Bahamas, but no one gives a fuck about that show. Yeah. So anyways, I lay out, you know, my, my little, you can go to my website, and, you know, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'll give you a good show. And I, you know, uh, I said, I'll bring a, another comic with me who can open for me. We'll give you the whole 
you know, 90 minute experience of a comedy club for you and your friends and family, a private show in your living room. As, yeah. And I've done those before, by the way. Really? Oh, yeah. Is it weird? You know what? Tweet. Do you want to hear about Brad's living room stand up show experiences? Live poll. That way we can remember next episode, next week. Okay, I'll do it right now while you tell your story. So, uh, where was I? You were offering... Yeah, I was offering the show a private show. And I said, as long as you live within eight hours of Indianapolis, I will come do it. And I was going to take them, you know, I was going to take enough shirts that everyone that was there would get one of my shirts if they wanted it or whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, we'd set up a merch table that's free. Stop by and say hi, even if you don't want to take anything for free. You know, like, just spoof that whole cliche bullshit. And, uh, you know, and then I, th- I said, if, and if not, if you don't, if you go check me out and you're with the majority and you're like, that's not for me, then I will scour my belongings to find something cool, unique, and valuable that I can send you. Which we, we all know would have probably been... Uh, you know, this uh, this one of two Nikki Bella pop team or uh, <laughs> Funko Pops I have, and maybe a CM Punk action figure. And uh, then I like I thought about it more, and I had texted Landau, "Hey, I, I you know, Brad Garrett retweeted it. I owe you that, you know, for that. Thank you." And I think this may have been his donation. And Landau's like, oh, that probably is, blah, blah, blah. And then my wheels got to turn to more, and I'm like, he retweeted it. And literally minutes later, I got a donation for $500, which is more than any of my broke-ass friends could afford to donate, more than any of the comedians I know could afford to donate. The initials were B, grateful, BG, Brad Garrett. A fucking course it was him. Like, of course it was. Like, of course, right? Like, when I describe it that way, like, the way I described it before, did you have the sense that maybe I was on to something? Like, yeah, it could have just been a, a person we grew up with that I'm not thinking of, right? But then now when you hear that and the Landau confirmation, you go, yeah. oh, my God, you idiot. How did you not see? So let me, let me summarize what I just told you. Basically, and again, we cannot 100% confirm this because this person used an assumed name. But we're going under the uh, the working premise that this is Brad Garrett's donation, which, by the way, again, if he's mad at me that I exposed that, I'm sorry. You're a fucking incredibly kind person to donate $500 to a family you've never met for a comedian you've never met because he's friends with a comedian you like. That's incredible generosity and kindness. So I am sorry for betraying you. <laughs> okay. But anyways. Uh, before. If. Okay, go ahead. So. Wait, what? I was going to say, uh, I've got the poll ready to go. It's yes or no? The options, sure, no, and do we have a choice? No, no, no. Go yes or no. Okay, so get rid of this one. Because if people just go all no, then I'll know that they're just like, oh, quit talking about yourself. <laughs> Anyways, so let's review. Let's recap what I did. I wrote, I re- after, after Brad Garrett, a sitcom legend who financially is secure for many lifetimes, because of his success and how great he is at what he does. Who owns and operates one of the best comedy clubs in probably one of the best markets in the country. I reached out to him. Said, thank you so much for your incredible generosity. All-time great comedian Brad Garrett. To say thank you, I want to let you know. I will drive to your house and do a private show for you and your friends. You know, Ray, the mom... The wife, the dad, not the kids. And uh, by the way, this is pretty good because look at these credits. I'm legit. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm a pretty good comedian. Uh, like, how dumb does that sound? It's like, God, it's so like, it, it, I, think it, I think it sounds dumb to me because of like how much I realized I just completely. And it's probably from exhaustion because of the the heat and the long weekends and stuff. Uh, I'm not like thinking all the way straight, so I probably was just like, yeah, probably a high school person that from Franklin, Indiana. Mm-hmm. They're not donating their entire week's check <laughs> to another family. Anyway, so Brad Gary, if that was you, 
thank you. That's incredible. You're amazing. And thanks for listening if, to the show. And if, if it wasn't you, uh, the retweet. Thank you so much. That's so awesome. So incredible. You're amazing. So helpful. Like everything. You, him, Landau. Thank you guys so much. Everyone that donated. Sincerely, thank you so much. Uh, we got the we 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 surpassed the goal and it is still open and I'm greedy. I want to get these you know this family as much money as possible, so we'll leave it up for a few more days until you know it's like it's like a bag of popcorn. Mm-hmm. You go until you hear about two seconds between each pop. Do you know that? Yeah. Never go by the time. No, no. It's two seconds. No. Two full seconds though. And if you have a microwave that you that you make popcorn in all the time, you know. Uh, but with about 10 seconds left, 15 seconds left, stop eh, it. I still don't trust that because I'm worried, like, well, what if what if Orville has switched up whatever kind of the, you know, interior of the bag they use? So now the kernels don't pop the same way. I always just go, I listen for two complete seconds between pops, always air on the side of lighter. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. I, I started doing this, actually, uh, recently. I started just undercooking it by the time yeah. to where it pops. But it's not necessarily like, have you noticed we made popping popcorn a game? It's like to see how few, uh, you know, unpopped kernels you can have. Like everybody wants to get that. Uh, I think it's done. Uh, I think I can hear one more rattling around. There might be one in there. Oh, there it is. Yeah. We have this battle. That's why so many people burn it. You're never going to who have you ever eaten an entire serving of popcorn at once? Yes. Like. A bag. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Every kernel. Several times. Every kernel. No, not the kernels that don't pop. No. Okay. What about like the, you know. Yeah. Okay. You're a slop. Well, you got to remember, uh, I used to work in an office. And so that would sometimes be my lunch. No, so, what I'm saying, but I, I, don't know, I've, I don't think I've ever eaten an entire serving of popcorn. So I'm like, why do I give a fuck if there's 20 uncooked kernels right. that's better than it's all burnt? But it's a game, right? We do that. Yeah. Have you done that? Like the you listen for that one last. No, one. I kind of, I kind of watch the timer. Like I said, I usually stop it with about twenty seconds left because you're not going to get very many more to pop, and you don't want to burn it. So moving on, I cannot believe we are in the midst of cooking popcorn talk. I was just going to ask you if uh, you always go over Redenbacher. If that's your go-to popcorn, pops? Uh, no, not really. I'm not a big popcorn person. Really. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, that skinny pop, because it's supposed to be good for you, and I didn't notice much. I mean, it doesn't taste as good as that popcorn, but I didn't notice a drastic difference. So I was like, okay, if it's healthy, that's how I do healthy. Mm. If the product is something I don't mind, and it's not so drastically horrible that I, you know, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, then I, I'm like, okay, I'll always go that option. Yeah. Anyways, thank you to everybody that helped and donated. Now. Uncle Willie's in case anybody cared what I thought. You what? I said Uncle Willie's for me in case anybody cared. No, they don't. No, I'm still here. Uh, all right, we're, we're, we're uh, we we got to watch the the hard out. I yeah, got hard out today. So you got a half hour left. And we got so so speaking of this of, of what happened with my friend this past weekend, I uh, somebody had shared something from the local paper in Franklin and Johnson County, the Daily Journal. It's been newspaper since I can remember when I was a kid. Like, it's the Johnson County newspaper, right? It's like the one that's like, when you're in high school, it's like a big deal to be on the cover of the journal. I was in the Daily Journal a few years ago. Yeah, I don't think you're legally allowed to talk about that until the case is over. Anyways, Hmm. (laughs) um, I went to the Daily Journal's Facebook page because I'm like, oh, I bet they have a nice little write-up about Jason. Because, I mean, literally spent his entire life in that town. You know, he grew up at Frank in Franklin, graduated, married his childhood sweetheart, who also grew up in Franklin. He did music, and uh, at a one point in time, was one of the more popular. Uh, God, we used to laugh about this. How hard it would be sometimes for him to like explain what he did. He he was one of the most popular hip hop acts. In Indianapolis. And yes, he's white. But no, he's not cliche white hip-hop guy who's trying to sound like thugged-out black dude talking from the streets with experience, but has no experience. Okay. He did more metaphorical shit. You know, his he's kind of like Lupe Fiasco. He wasn't rapping about guns or anything like that. His stuff was more just, it was very creative, which is why I always liked his music. Because it, it didn't sound artificial or like he was a phony. 
he was just you know putting together these metaphors that were just beautiful they sounded beautiful coming across the the music and he was like he was really smart when it came he went to full sail university so he knew all about producing and everything he was very talented very talented won our high school talent show senior year and i did a comedy type act kind of uh i'm so i'm like of course there's going to be some little write-up 36 dies of cancer Usually, a, you know, a local paper or someone, you know, that's... And he, he, they, his, Jennifer and Jason are well-liked in Franklin. Everyone loves them, you know, because Franklin's one of those towns. If you grow up there and you go to high school there and then you stay there, you're, you know, you're now a big part of that town. Your kids, you know, are going to hear the legends of you, blah, blah, blah. Your name, like the name Hukin or the name Stafford is going to just be, you know, transcendent in that town. Okay. Nothing. Not a thing. Right? And I'm like, well, that's weird. And I start looking at the things they do post. Well, in their defense, though, you know, it, it would essentially, I don't know, maybe maybe he wasn't as popular in, in terms of the music in Franklin as as you think that they that he was. I mean, yeah, I'm not I saying that he wasn't. I am almost certain his only competition in Franklin for hip-hop were the other three people in his group. <laughs> Tr- dude. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not, not being delusional. No, he wasn't like, like they didn't have like the, the I'm just county parade with him coming down, you know, on a float waving. But, dude, he did shows and lots of people came out to watch their group. Okay, okay. Because I, I, I would open for him. Okay. I, 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 don't, I don't know, you know, the, uh, I don't know what kind of fan base he had. So I'm just playing devil's advocate. Either way. He honestly became more endeared in that community afterwards anyways. Okay. People loved his kids. He was a hard worker. And then he had cancer, dude. He's had it for years. So everyone in that community knows him. And he's super kind and nice to people. Mm-hmm. So everyone loves him. When someone like is like that, universally loved, and has a disease like that, they become, you know, more okay. to the people. Trust me. Dude, people, like, look at our campaign today. Even without Brad Garrett... Possibly, maybe, or I'm sorry, even without being grateful, we still would have hit the two grand yesterday in one less than a day, and we would still be over that right now. So, yeah, trust me, this was like something that you should report if you're a local paper. Okay. For one, I don't understand why local papers don't make people in their small-ass town celebrities through their local paper. Think uh, about it. Besides the what poli- do- police blotter. Well, no, no, but what do people love reading about more than news? Um, Themselves. Brad, yes, you like to read about yourself. Yes, themselves. You're really trying this episode. No, I'm still here. So they love reading about themselves, dude. Could you imagine if, especially, dude, you you would fit the mold to a T. If you lived in a small-ass town and a local paper did a paparazzi-style photo of you coming out of a store and Corey Miller, blah, 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 blah. You would, oh, they they wouldn't have, no one else in the town would know what's going on in the news because you would buy and own every single copy of that paper (laughs) and have, not to like, you know, whatever, you'd frame them all individually, probably just build, knock out a wall of your house and redo it with just framed Corey Miller on the cover of the paper. Are you are you trying to say that I still have the paper that I was uh, that oh, I was in? Of course you do. Okay, you do, don't you? Framed. So what were you saying? So I decided to to reach, and, then I, and so I decided I'm like, oh, I'm gonna write him a little message and ask, you know, maybe if I missed it, you know, or uh, we just did something in print or something, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, surely, like they wrote something. It may happen. Don't call them Shirley. No, I'm still here. Uh, so, I, as I'm looking at the stuff that they do post, I come across, uh, where'd it go? Local church news. And then I see directly after that, this story. You ready for this? Uh-huh. It's got like a picture of like, it uh, looks like maybe, I don't know. Irish countryside or something like that from a from an aerial view, mm-hmm. less you know the hills and everything. Yeah, this is the the this. I don't know if this is considered a headline or what. What's more majestic than 
Talk, by the way, this is, is this grammatically incorrect? I'm going to read it exactly as it's spelled. Okay. What's more majestic than tallest mountain in the world? Seeing God's work changing lives. That just sounds off. No, no. It You're missing a word. What's more majestic than... The tallest mountain in the world. Than the tallest mountain in the world. Yeah, than tallest mountain is not right, right? No. It's quality journalism. Yeah. So anyways... Now, doesn't that sound very pro-religious? A little bit. Like, almost in your face. Yeah. Like, first of all, yeah, you know what's uh, more majestic than the tallest mountain in the world? Oh, he's going to tell us about this incredible-looking waterfall or this amazing volcano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's seeing God's work changing lives. What the fuck does one have to do with the other? So anyways, so then here's what I wrote the Daily Journal. I noticed you didn't post anything in memorial for Jason Mann who passed away Friday. May I ask why? And when did you become a religious paper? And, uh... Already attacking him in the first sentence. No, uh, not really. That's not an attack. It's a question. It's a sincere question. That's how I meant it, at least. When did you become a religious paper? So then, okay, I see that they read it. Like, right away. Like, somebody got a notification and went and read it. Yeah. Because before I could get out of the message, the little thing t- popped up. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, I'll sit and wait. Wait, 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 nothing. So this is what... <laughs> this is what you did to me one time, too. Yes. So after... Uh, after, uh, you know, uh, f- probably about 10 minutes or so, I just typed, man, it's 2018. I can see you read my messages. These articles are, uh, I said, uh, some of the articles you have are worth posting, but not the young death of a member of our of your community for 35 years who left behind a family. If you're Jesus people now, you should want to help the family. That's what he would do. And then I put, hello. So then I get my response. Hello, sir. I wanted to respond to your questions from overnight. Family members choose to place obituaries in our newspaper. We do not pick and choose to publish some and not others. We can certainly help with that if they would like to place an obituary. I'm not sure what you are referring to when you say you become a religious newspaper. Can you clarify that, please, so I could better address your question? Man, different departments. Oh, so many different. Sorry, this is him. Many different departments. Uh, of the newspaper have access to our Facebook account. Someone from another department, such as circulation, could read your message but wouldn't respond because your question needs to be answered by another department, such as the newsroom in this case. We are generally not working at 1 or 4 a.m. Well, I think probably everyone there should know whether it's a religious paper or not. Anyone could have probably answered that. Uh, please let me know how I can help further. So I'm thinking, okay, when he says, I'm not sure what you're referring to when you say we've become a religious newspaper, I'm like, oh, so this is how I start. Oh, were you always a religious newspaper? I'm like, because that would to me would have been interesting. Like, I never knew that growing up. Right. I always thought it was just a daily journal, like a unbiased, no sway, no belief system mm-hmm. newspaper. Because that's how it always was kind of presented to me. And why? So I put, and why wouldn't you do a, a story to help a widow and her four children after the 36 year old father, a talented musician who grew up in Franklin and was beloved in the town, passed away of cancer 72 hours before Father's Day? I wasn't referring to an obituary. I meant an article paying respect to a life taken so soon. The widow also grew up in Franklin. They were a sitcom couple together since middle school. That's a way more important and interesting story than these. And then I posted screenshots of some of their recent posts. Indiana Dunes. A great camping destination. Oh, we're starting mm. off with a lie. Mm. Local I want to hear ba- more about that. Local basketball players look forward to competition abroad. This is my favorite. Okay? Uh-huh. And this is the one that just made me go, really? Got, it, got an ethical dilemma or long-held secret? Let it out. Yeah. That's the title of the article. And, of course, we all know, you know, what is more majestic than tallest mountain in the world? Yeah. God's work changing lives. Yeah. So, he, he wrote back, hello, we are not aware of your friend's death, so we do not know to do a story. Also, our columnists sometimes choose to reference God or religion in their weekly columns. Thank you. Okay. Here's the thing. 
But that whole article sounds like it was on that, not just a reference. Ex- well, exactly. And what do you mean you weren't aware of it? You're the newspaper. Isn't it? So I wrote back. How is the article Church News referencing it? Because literally, by the way, Church News is just information about a church, Christian related, you know, be- Methodist, Jesus y churches. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like the Church News, there was not one Church News information about a church that didn't have Jesus. So I put, how is the article Church News referencing it? Seems like you're advertising a religion. I don't see any Muslim, Buddhist, or other non-Jesus-y news. What's more majestic than tallest mountain in the world? Seeing God's work changing lives. That seems pretty in your face and not casually mentioned as you implied. It's cool if you're a Jesus paper. Just be honest and open. It's weird when you try and hide it and sneak it in. You're like incredible pizza. SpongeBob everywhere. Then a little Jesus fish on the door, you know, down low where you don't see it. Was there one for real? Yep. I never did Harper's that. birthday there. Did you say you didn't do a story because and then I put oh yeah. And did you say you didn't do a story because no one told you about it? Is that how you write all your stories? A wise owl fly by the window and give you the skimmy? It's like the Harry aren't, Potter owl comes in yeah. and drops off a little note. Aren't you journalists? Isn't it your job to know or, you know, find out stuff like that? Like how if you are uh, like a columnist or whatever for the Daily Journal, how are you not how do you not have friends in Franklin? And if you have a friend in Franklin, you have seen something about Jason's death for the fucking hundreds of people that have been posting and sharing about it. Like if you are living in that town of Franklin, okay, you knew enough. he passed. OK, yeah, you know you what I mean? Got, yeah. Uh, in, initially, initially, the, I was that town is so small and the people are are so interlocked for such a long time of growing up. Everyone knows about everything. Mm -hmm. So someone at the journal heard about this. One thing I do wonder. Jason is white. Jennifer is black. Franklin, as much as we all want to pretend that racism has just completely gone away, it is not. Trust me. Go to West Virginia. It's better in places. It's better most places. But better's not gone. Right. So I can't, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know. That they were kind of pro-Jesus until today, yeah. after 30 years. And so then I put, um, so I, and this made me feel like a douchebag, but this guy had gotten under my skin. The air conditioner hadn't gotten fixed yet. It's hot. <laughs> tired. Does it really take much to get under your skin, though? I mean, to make me react, yeah. Getting under my skin, no, but I'm no, most of the time I can handle it, All you right. know? Get, make me react to getting under my skin in a way that's... Something I know I'm uncomfortable with, not very often. They did it. So I, of course, because, and I always feel weird about this anyways, when you post that your friend passed on Facebook. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know, I always feel like it's, I always feel like the people that, I don't think this are the people that do that, but I feel like if I do it, people think that I'm trying to, like, get attention or sympathy. Which, if you know me, those are the two things I hate more than anything. I don't want sympathy or attention. Wait, well, no, I do want attention. You want attention. I want attention, not sympathy. Right. I do not want. I don't want people to feel sorry for me. I don't. I don't. I, you know how some people embrace and love that. Oh my God, are you okay? Yeah. Some people are addicted to that. That's right. like who are the super dramatic people, like that turn everything into that. They're super addicted to that. I am not. You have fifteen minutes. I know. I, I gotta watch. Okay. I I am not that way. I don't like that. I like the. Oh my God, you're amazing. You're a god. I love that kind of attention. So anybody that's friends with Brad on Facebook, send him a message. Just on post on his wall. Can't do it, buddy. Turned it off for Father's Day. <laughs> Why? So you didn't get those messages? Fuck yeah. No, you gotta get messages, but you just assume that people were gonna do that though. Trust me. They would. Okay, Anyways. Tweet at him. Anyways. At Brad Scott Company. So I posted on Facebook. A picture of me, Jennifer, and Jason from the wedding, and just, you know, hey, one of my close friends, uh, you know, passed away. And think it, but think, and I, I put the end, you know, think of, don't, you know, I'm fine, but think of his wife, you know, his widow and four kids because, you know, they, they need positivity. So I, this is the message I sent to the Daily Journal. Now I'm about to show you a post of mine. Don't cream your jeans. You may see numbers you don't recognize on the likes and comments. Did you know after nine they add another digit? 
<laughs> because oh yeah, oh yeah, I actually forgot part of it. Uh, hold on, I forgot a whole chunk that makes that makes sense. Okay, so after yeah, after okay, after I gotten the whole well, we just don't know you're talking the blow off. I put seriously, and I posted that article of the got a secret, let it out. I put seriously, got a secret, let it out. No wonder you're a Facebook page with over fourteen thousand likes but struggle to get 10 likes on any article. I said, also, have you always been a religious paper? That's what they still hadn't answered. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So then we skip fast forward again. Uh, you know, the nine with the digit makes more sense. The, w at the time, the post, I don't know what it's at now. I, I don't care. I haven't checked. But it was at like 60-something, 60 65 likes. And like, I think I counted 15 comments. So, I then go, I'm an unknown comedian, and you would have to add up all the likes from your posts, dating back to last Thursday, to equal that 65. Even further to get to 15 comments on a post, combined. How does that happen? Do you guys even care about trying to stay relevant in a dying medium? Also, Waiting on, waiting on an answer about that religious thing. <laughs> You're not going to let that one die. 15, 20 minutes goes by. I post a gif of Cat Williams saying, don't worry, I'll wait. <laughs> and then more time. They're like, Jesus, can we block this dude? Went by. So I posted the gif of uh, Milhouse, or not Milhouse, of Lenny. Remember that? Do you remember that episode of The Simpsons? Where they were, uh, at the very beginning of the episode, they were doing the Springfield Awards, where, like, everyone gets an award or whatever, but at the beginning, uh, Homer's like, I wonder who's going to get the blah, blah, blah. I think it's going to be so-and-so. And Marge is like, I don't know. There's a lot of talk about Lenny this year. And then they cut to Lenny, and he's just, like, he's got, like, the fingers, you know, like, almost like guns closed together, over the mouth, very serious looking, you know, hands on knees, Praying. straight ahead, just very serious, yeah. focused look. I posted that one. And, uh, yeah, they have now yet to get back to me. They've probably blocked you. They have not, because I can still see them. So then, they still hadn't written back, so I posted the gif of uh, Jerry from Seinfeld when uh, his girlfriend, who makes him choose between the voice and her, uh, he shows up and she's all excited because she, th she thinks he's chosen her. And she's like, Jerry. And he's like, hello. La, la, la. Hello. That's, that's the, the next gif. Still nothing later. So I posted the, the gift of what's his name from Breaking Bad? Brian Cranston? Walt, Walt, uh, Walter White. Is, yeah. The actor's Brian Cranston, right? Yes. It's him in the desert. And he just goes, coward. <laughs> and they still haven't responded. But they've looked at them all. <laughs> so here's my thing. Don't you find that almost creepy that they're trying to be sneaky religious? I would have no issue if they were a religious paper or if they were even just, hey, we're, we're, we lean towards Jesus. I think you might be looking into but it when too much. Nah, dude. That was a lot of runaround for, yes, we are welcoming of... Because it makes me want to like go to journalism school, graduate, get a job there, and be like, all right, guys... I'm going to write this article called, uh, you know, Bagans are misunderstood. <laughs> uh, where should we sacrifice the goat for the photo? Um, you, we're going to need you to step into the editor's but office. But you know please. what I'm saying? Like, because he even, he didn't say, you know, well, some, sometimes our columnists will use Christian, blah, blah, blah. No, they see he, he was very careful, religious. I'm guessing that's why it would take long. People were getting what the appropriate response would have to be without trying to offend a religion. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I didn't even realize that I had set up a minefield for him. They're like, oh, fuck, Muslim, what is he talking about? Buddha, oh, shit, shit watch out, watch out. Yeah. So, to me, it's strange. And it made, it made me uncomfortable about Incredible Pizza because I'm like, you have nothing about religion anywhere here. It, you can't tell that this has anything to do with religion. There's SpongeBob shit. I would never associate SpongeBob with like a church. And then I get up to the doors, we're leaving, and I just see the little Jesus fish. Where was it at? Like at the like on the handle of the Dude, door? No, that's what made me even more uncomfortable. It was so remember they used to have like kind of like little things on throughout, 
little stickers or whatever. Yeah. It's just down towards the bottom, kind of just tucked in there. Like, if you don't notice it or see it, like, you may easily miss it, because I did. We'd gone there probably ten times, Harper and I. Yeah. It was right by my apartment. And when we did our birthday party there, dude, I was... I was actually almost kind of shitty because I was just like that. Fee- I feel like deceived, like, and I don't know why. I mean, it's not like they did anything to me. It just I don't like the dishonesty in it. Why can't you just say we're a religious organization? Aren't you supposed to be proud of your beliefs, anyways? Isn't that what that's the Bible true, says? That's true. That's true. But at the same time, um, there's you know there's people that will be like, oh, they're pro this. They get this idea in their head that they're gonna it's gonna get shoved down their throats if they if. If, okay, uh, then you know what? Out. Then don't run your business as a religious business. Yeah. And if you want to have a Jesus fish in your office, that's fine. I mean, technically, Chick-fil-A but when you put it, But they're open about it. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. And that doesn't bother me. Yeah. I love that fucking chicken. <laughs> I think everybody does. Hate the gay bashing donations. Allegedly, that's done. Allegedly. Yeah. Anyways, so here's the thing. Yeah. Chick-fil-A doesn't bother me. They're open. And their business is fine. People don't expect to get rammed, rammed down their throat. It's when you're going to operate the entire business is not religious. But then you put that little thing there like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like they got one past me. We got you. And I thought that was weird because I'm like, wait, are you supposed to be proud of your beliefs? Why would you hide it? What are you doing that mm-hmm. you want to operate this way secretly? So I thought it was a very strange thing to do. And then the Daily Journal thing today reminded me of that. I'm like, why are you just coming out and telling me that, yeah, we lean a little religious? Why are you tiptoeing around and be like, I don't know what you're What do you mean? Yeah. Local church news? Oh. And I wouldn't be surprised that a lot of papers are that way, newspapers. Even oh, I don't think so. I think it depends on the area. Franklin's a conservative no, fucking I, white place in well, Indiana. I, mean like, I doubt the L.A. Times well, is leaning you know, Christian. I've never read the LA Times. I don't know. Same it's with. A, well, but to me, I don't but think I'm, it is because what it's I'm considered saying is they're a, not going to put in stuff about. It's considered a, a, a very like trusted publication. What I'm saying is they're not going to put stuff out there about you know um, other religions like Jewish uh, or Muslim or Buddhist. They're not going to put that stuff out there. But they feel like it's okay to put Catholicism out. Are you there. About the Daily Journal. Yeah. No. 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 I mean any any newspaper. I don't know. We we can't. We got to get out of this yeah. area because now there's no what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. But it does. See, it feels. It feels weird because, like I said, it's it's like, why? What's the purpose of doing it this way? Why can't you just say you're a religious place or not? Like, if you're not gonna make it a religious place, then don't put religious stuff up. Let everybody be comfortable. Because, dude, I'm sorry, but I'm so sick. I have nothing against anyone of who is a person of faith. I respect everyone's beliefs because I am self-aware enough to know I'm not very smart. I'm pretty dumb. And it's your business. Well, yeah, but I'm also real. But my thing is I'm more dumb and I know that I don't know very much. And I, I have no clue what happens, you know, in the afterlife. So I'm not going to tell someone they're wrong. I don't care what the belief well, is. Well, thank you for accepting my Satanism. Um, yeah, sure. Well, no, no. Because <laughs> Satan's a fiction, you know. Satan, no. Satan's like well, he's like a fictional character, and it's you're just choosing to, to like the bad guy. <laughs> okay, we get it, Kevin Owens shirt. <laughs> you don't like Roman Reigns. <laughs> you don't like Jesus, Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns could be Jesus. Yeah. Oh, rassholes, gear up! I'm calling in Tur- Mr. Turkey, and we are gonna write up something about Jesus, Roman Reigns. Maybe we'll tell you. We need to do tales of Jesus Roman Reigns and his his miracles he performed, walking on you know water like but make it wrestling mm-hmm. oriented. Yeah. Oh, I've, I'm excited. I got a project. Okay. So, anyways, be open, be honest. That's that's our whole podcast motto. Be transparent. Be real. Be honest. Uh, like when I called AT and T today, like. My, I think one of the biggest problems in telecommunications and trying to call any customer service, it's like wrestling in the 90s. It's really outdated. You know, I don't need the Indian person with the thick accent telling me 25 times, oh, yeah, I, I'm so sorry about to hear that, uh, Mr. Scott. I completely understand. I completely get what you're saying. I'm so sorry. I completely understand. I would be upset too. Blah, blah. I don't need that. We're just 
It's like, because it honestly, it just ends up annoying you more because, first of all, you have to go, especially AT&T, U-verse, you have to go through this labyrinth to get to a human being, mm. even if you just start off by doing the whole thing. Have you ever done the thing just where you just... keep pushing zero. That doesn't work. You can't even push a button. You have to talk. Which I'm like, what if they're deaf? But anyways. Yeah. Oh, man. I have, have no fingers. They got to hey. push with their nose. Damn it! God! I'm still here, but God damn! <laughs> My deaf voice. Oh, man. Yeah. God, stomping. Call you Stomp. That's one of your nickname choices next year. Stomp. Stomp, <laughs> yeah, stomp Gonzo. Uh, anyways. Where were we? I don't know, but you got two minutes. Where were we? Two. Where were we? You were talking about AT&T and going through their customers. Yeah, thank you. So I don't need that anymore. You know, because I'm, and this is what I told the guy today, and he died, started dying laughing. And I, I go, dude, like, because he was in the, the, he's one of the guys from that area who has the really good sounding English, you know, voice. Doesn't yeah. sound like a much of an accent at all. I thought he was Hispanic. He might be. He lives in Miami, but because we were talking about the heat. Yeah. And uh, when I was talking to him, I was like, dude, I was like, I don't understand how AT&T has this archaic old system that doesn't work anymore. I've never been, I've never been, I've never felt like, oh, Poudry really empathizes with me and understands, you know, what I'm going through. Like, oh, I re- that, that makes me feel better. No, it's like, quit adding words. Just fucking do your job. Like, yeah, no, quit doing this, this, this whole thing again. Like, I'm so, I, I heard, I'm sorry, I completely understand, probably, you know, I know what you're going through, but I feel, I heard that like 20 times before I talked to this guy, and I go, dude, like, here's the thing, when they sit there and go like, oh, I, I, I'm so sorry to hear that, no, you're not, I completely uh, understand, no, you don't, and, uh, you know, you don't care, you shouldn't, you should not care, you don't know me, we were strangers before seven seconds ago on this call, <laughs> And I called and started yelling at you to start our relationship. You should not give a fuck about me, my account, my service, nothing. Who would you rather deal with in customer service? The guy that goes, I don't give a fuck how it makes you feel. And I'm not sorry. I don't kill. I didn't do shit. But let me fix your thing. You know what I mean? And just starts working on trying to fix the solution. Uh Uh-huh. Or the guy that goes, oh, I am so, so sorry to hear that, Mr. Miller. It's I am almost, so, it's hold almost. on, quick, don't, don't. I am so, so sorry, Mr. Miller. Uh, uh, ha! Corey! It's almost condescending, is what I was going to say. Mike from Red Bar Radio is acting like a coward. We're going to make a uh, campaign to get him to give us an explanation as to why... He doesn't like compound media. He did write me back, but we, I, I had assured him that conversation would stay private, and I am in my word. So uh, if you, we did a poll for Red Bar, um, and it was, uh, have you heard of Red Bar before listening to subjective comedy? And I think there was uh, one or two votes for no, and the majority of the votes were, what is Red Bar? <laughs> So we, I know it's not a, it's, it's a, it's become a weird obsession for me. I've almost become him. Yeah. Like the way he is with Landau. I've, I've become him with, but it's because he's going at my friend and I want to know why. Yeah. Like, why do you hate my friend who I know is one of the best human beings in the world? Who's who everyone else has nothing but the kindest things to say about what happened with you that you're the, one of the few people on the other side. I want to know if it's just him being contra, you know, contrarian or if there is legitimate substance there. Yeah. And so that's why I told him you come on our show where no one listens. But yeah. he has uh, declined uh, all invitations so far. Do you want the guy that just does the job and doesn't have any empathy for you? Or do you want, you know, a uh, stereotypical Indian name going, I'm so sorry, Mr. Miller. I completely understand what you're going through. Um, uh, let me see. Let me look at this screen. Uh, that's a 10. Uh, no, I don't know why. Like, dude, that's, that's what happens. Like, the people who weren't this level never know what that, like, they never know what the hell they're looking at. On, like, their AT&T software that these guys, they must be using, like, those Mac, Apple Ones or whatever, like. Why do you have Apple? Why can't it be a Windows? What, uh, because I know Apple One or whatever sounds like the old computer. Oh. 
for the context could, of the joke. Could be using a Windows 95. Uh, that's, Windows 95, to me, is now way too cliche and hacky to be considered a good reference because it's the go-to for anything having to do with old computers. Honestly, this makes me sad because I feel like I was using this one before I heard other people bringing it back up. The AOL 1,000-hour disc is going that way as well. That used to be one of my favorite go-tos to call someone old. And now it's I hear I hear people use it all the time. So, anyways, yeah, uh, AT and T sucks. I miss Comcast. I just sometimes look out my window, and uh, I just go, "Hello, is it Xfinity you're waiting for?" This. What were we, we were we were closing on something else today? We had one last thing. Oh, I'm going to be at Joker's in Indianapolis tonight. Corey, you should be able to get the shows at 8. I don't know when I'm going up. This is a new open mic. Uh, this will go up This will go up as soon as I get home. Well, see, there you go. Uh, like you'll, if, But if, they would have to listen to this whole thing uh-huh. and get there on time. Maybe they're driving downtown. It's 7 o'clock downtown. right now. This episode's already an hour and five it's minutes. It's 6.48. Right? Yes. My phone just stopped turning on. Oh, that's great. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's 649. Anyways. So, yeah, I think uh, if you're... if you're, I'm going to try to be out there as many Mondays as I can. How about we can do that? Okay. Jokers downtown, as many as they'll have me on the lineup. I'm excited. Um, I, as you guys know, I left... Uh, crack or <laughs> Left. <laughs> Banned, fired from Crackers. Uh, because Pennywise is out of control and, uh, you know, sabotaging a lot of stuff. But I wish them luck. I hope they do well because I have so many friends that are still involved with that club. And because of, again, how much I've loved that club in, in my life, it's been such a big part of my life, I don't want to see it fail. I want to see her fail, but I want to see Crackers thrive, you know, better than ever. Right. All right. Uh, and your comic spotlight will continue next week. Yeah, we'll have to hit that up next week. We were on the clock today, guys. Sorry. Man, I felt like there was one last thing we were supposed to talk about, and I'm going to forget. I'm going to be pissed. Nope. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to let Corey uh, take us home. Okay. Um, yeah, in case you don't know, um, there was a guitarist that died over the weekend. His name is Matt Guitar Murphy. He was a guitarist in the uh, Blues Brothers band. That's where I first learned of him when I was a kid. I used to watch Blues Brothers all the time as a kid uh, and even had uh, my dad actually had one of the Blues Brothers albums on vinyl. I used to listen to it all the time and uh, still actually ha- I still have it now. And uh, we just want to go out uh, with this song in uh, memory of him. So uh, here's Matt Guitar Murphy with. Uh, Let's play the damn song. OK, here it is. <laughs> 